This podcast of local Brattleboro history is brought to you by Brattleboro Savings and Loan, the Bank of Brattleboro. This week we mark our 100th podcast. In this edition, we want to recognize people who are working to preserve local history and connect it to our lives today. Let's travel back to the beginnings of Brattleboro to start the story. In 1724, the colony of Massachusetts decided to build a fort on the banks of the Connecticut River near what was to become the southern border of Brattleboro. The fort was built to help defend nearby Massachusetts settlements from Native American raids. By 1728, Fort Dummer also became a trading post between Native Americans and the English. For the next 30 years, Fort Dummer fluctuated between a military and trade outpost as allegiances between Native Americans, the French, and the English wavered with the times. In the 1760s, the fort ceased to operate as the end of the French and Indian War approached. Brattleboro then grew up just north of Fort Dummer. In 1909, the Vernon Dam was built and much of the land where the fort was located was flooded with the higher water level of the Connecticut River. As a young man, local resident Walt Harrington began poking around what remained of the fort and collected many artifacts. Later in 1976, Walt headed up an archaeological dig of the site. The water level of the river was lowered by the power company that owned the dam, and for one week in October 1976, Walt and his volunteers were able to dig through a portion of Fort Dummer. Fast forward to this century, local man Addison Minot was one of the volunteers from that archaeological dig over 40 years ago, and he came to the Brattleboro Historical Society to find out whether Fort Dummer was still considered an identified historical site. More importantly, he wondered if anyone knew the actual location of the fort so future generations could connect to the origins of Brattleboro. In the years since 1976, few people had kept track of the fort site, and markings identifying the actual location had disappeared. Addison worked with the Brattleboro Historical Society to complete a lot of research, correspond with various state agencies, speak and visit with the owners of the Vernon Dam, and communicate with the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission in order to establish the area where the fort was built almost 300 years ago. Because of Addison's work, we were able to get the landowners, TransCanada, to acknowledge the value of the Fort Dummer archaeological site. Because of Addison's efforts, the story will pass on to the next generation of people interested in our past. This is the thing about history. It is collective stories that pass from one generation to the next. Those stories tell us where we've been, who we are, and help inform us about where we might want to go next. If Addison and Walt had not taken steps to keep the Fort Dummer story alive, then it could have passed away into the far reaches of dusty books that few of us would bother to read. For our 100th podcast, we'd like to recognize some of those who keep Brattleboro history alive at our historical society. Harriet Ives, Lee Ha, Patty Griffin, John Carnahan, Barbara George, Karen Davis, Elizabeth McCollum, Kevin O'Connor, Reggie Martell, and Bill Holiday. We'd also like to thank all of those 12, 13, and 14-year-olds at Brattleboro Area Middle School who have helped produce the radio show since the summer of 2014. And we'd like to acknowledge Chris Lenoir at WKVT for coming up with the idea for all of this in the first place. As Martin Luther King said, we are not makers of history, we are made by history. Thanks to Chloe, Ada, Juliana, and Amar for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the program.